Blog Talk Radio. Good man, a Which direction we are going? Directly El Camino. It would have been DWI. have reached a tipping point. And joining me as always is the man about town, the man getting the guests, the man making it happen, Larry Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Thanks. You, you left out the venerable, but that's just fine with me tonight. I'm not feeling that venerable. I'll just that's 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 just fine. Yeah, yeah. We could. I'm excited about the show. This should be an interesting one. Um, oh yeah, you can the, tell I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we got the extra extra bonus of uh, Shane Knowles. Uh, joining us as well besides Ron Gossett. So yeah, should be, should be a good one, but what's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, I, you, you know, normally we end the show um, with what are you doing this weekend and wrestling related. And of course you almost all invariably have something wrestling related going on. And I have not as of late, but this weekend, Larry, I'm very excited because um, FIP is doing a show here in Florida, which is not atypical. Uh, I think it's going to be an Ebor city. Um, at the Orpheum, um, and uh, somebody from Georgia is going to be here. Um, Shane Marks um, was called in to fill in a spot. I guess apparently Fred Yehi sort of greased the wheels for him to for him. do FIP. So I am incredibly excited. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Shane Marks up at the airport and take him to the show. Uh, it's probably the first wrestling show, particularly the first. Uh, indie wrestling show that I've seen in quite some time. So I'm very excited about that. Very excited for him. Very excited to see him. You know, he's been on the workout kick lately, uh, which is one of those things that, you know, always I felt held him back a little bit. So I'm going to be thrilled to see him. And I've heard that Gunnar Miller is on the card as well. So it'll be great to see Gunnar Miller. So that's what's going on with me wrestling-wise this weekend. Excellent. That's great. A great shot for – Shane Marks to get. I'm really happy for him to get a, get an opportunity there. And uh, speaking of Gunnar Miller, um, the guy's yeah. getting around these days. I got a chance to see him Sunday over in Concord, North Carolina, on that PWX show. Of course, he's part of the newly reformed, revamped Country Jacked with uh, Brady Pierce and Corey Hollis. And man, he was uh, he was impressing people over there. He has impressed, and they were ooing and eyeing on Sunday at his feats of strength, throwing the ugly ducklings around like they were sacks of potatoes or something. Um, he he is definitely making his mark in, in PWX, uh, no doubt. And that boy that boy that was a good show. I mean, there uh, Brian Kedabrowski has really got it going over there. They just bought a building in in Charlotte that they're going to be running uh, on. Fridays and or in Saturdays occasionally, 
Uh, they're calling those their, their pure shows. They had Slim J over there this weekend, and they had 500 people for the um, <laughs> final chapter show, which was Corey, Corey Howells and John Schuyler. Steel Cage, I quit 33 years since Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA, and this particular match was two years in the making. And just the, you know, the quick Cliff Notes version is that uh, the, the the story, which was really well executed, was that, uh, you know, as bruiserweights, they never got their contract offer from WWE or anything, and basically Hollis laid all the blame on Skyler, uh, said he was a quitter. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was all his fault that it didn't pan out and, you know, it was egging him on to just quit. Skyler's girlfriend got involved, who happens to be the niece of George South. And, uh Yes, yes. A, 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 I'm, a very I nice so looking happy. young lady. Oh. <laughs> yes, Do tell. So the, 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 uh, the, the finish of the match which, yeah. of course, Skyler had to win this feud, was the turnbuckle being uh, dismantled and Skyler gouging the turnbuckle hook into Hollis's eye <clears throat> with with his girlfriend holding the mic until Hollis quit. He asked him <clears throat> to quit. It was really something to see. And then and then Hollis went out on a stretcher uh, with, a, with a towel over his face where the uh, turnbuckle had been jabbed into his eye. It was... Um, you just don't see feuds executed that way much anymore to that extent. Yeah, I'm so, so happy was, for Corey Hollis. Can I just say that? Like, I, yeah. He's a guy that years ago, he's always been regarded as a good to great hand. And to see him really, it's, it's sort of like Gunnar Miller. There's Gunnar Miller, the green guy. Then there's Gunnar Miller, the guy who's learning his trade. And now he's a star, Larry. I, I think – when you when you can walk into a place that you haven't been before, and kind of take over in your segment, you're a star. And then Corey Hollis is a guy who he's always had to fight a bunch of labels, whether it was being a Bills boy, you know, Barons boy, and you know, or a guy who was a good hand but didn't really have personality and me 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 me. And I think he has shed all of that. And what and it, you know, of course, a lot of that is booking. A lot of that is working with a guy like Skylar as his partner, and then you're feuding with and all of that. But that's him. I, I think he's just grown up as a man, grown up as a performer, and he's really showing what he can do. And what he can do is a whole hell of a lot. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. More. And one other guy I want to touch on, and I always want to touch yeah. on the WWE SmackDown deal, but uh, Ethan Case who had suffered a you know, pretty serious injury at AWE a while ago, a knee injury. Man, oh, man, uh, he and Tracer X had a great match. Best Ethan Case match I've ever seen. Guys in top form and deserving of holding the PWX uh, championship. So um, hats off to him as well. But uh, yeah, SmackDown, what about this SmackDown deal WWE made with Fox? Your take. Um, reading what other people were saying, where people were like, well, McDonald's is a billion-dollar company, and it's not good. And uh, a lot of people wanted to crap on the deal, or a lot of people saying that it's great. Here's my take. Um, Fox pays a lot for content. They, they overpaid to get US, UFC stuff. And they're the fourth network in a four-network race. Um, even 
ABC isn't lower than Fox. And so Fox is going to overpay. I mean, it is overpaying. There's just no two ways about it. Um, but here's my thing. UFC was a brand that did a good job of making itself seem a little bigger than it was, right? Rousey and Conor McGregor were huge stars and all this other stuff that they could cite. But anybody who knew anything knew that Fox had overpaid for a bunch of programming that was plateaued or on the decline ratings-wise. But then UFC used that deal to parlay a sale of the company itself for $4 billion, which by all accounts is sort of a bill of goods. Now, I'm still not backing off on my premise that WWE is going to sell. They're going to sell to somebody, and this actually, I think, strengthens my argument rather than weakens it. Um, It's a brand that has the appearance of being – riding high and being strong. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, you've got players like Disney, but more to the point universal, who I think would be more inclined to sort of purchase um, a WWE kind of product since their gear, their parks at least are geared more towards late teens and adults. Um, so I'm interested in this. I, I mean, of course, kudos. It's good for wrestling. Um, it's it's weird that they're getting SmackDown. Um, like, boy, I, does this mean that SmackDown is going to have to return to a level of prominence that it really hasn't had since Heyman had the book or when they first started? When Do you remember when SmackDown started on UPN? And yes. It was it was like all hands on deck, right? Yeah. They named it after a rock catchphrase, for goodness sakes. And it was this amazing show, but it didn't take all that long for it to slip into B-show status. And, and clearly, I mean, anybody's deluded if they say that SmackDown isn't the B-show by a mile. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to shore that show up. But WWE, as far as money goes, has been riding high. I mean, the Saudi Arabia thing, and now this. Clearly, financially, they're in a great spot right now. Well, look at the um, stock price. That's a triple in Mm -hmm. the last year, from 20 whatever it was to almost $60, I think close to date, $57. Market capitalization to $2.5 billion. Man, if I was... Vince McMahon, this is not going to be a better time to get out than this, is there? Really? You're right. If you wanted, to, if you wanted to get out, this this is it. Um, yeah. So. I mean, like I said, you know that that the deal of UFC on Fox, it was only a year or two later that they sold for four billion. So, I mean, it's it's a great time. And and let me add this: When's the last time you heard anything about the XFL, Larry? <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening, folks. It ain't happening. <laughs> hey, so. we, we we have our uh, special guest here. We're joined now by the yes, owner please. of Universal Championship Wrestling, bringing wrestling back to the Cobb County Civic Center over the Memorial Day weekend. We're joined now by Ron Gossett. Welcome to the Tipping Point, Ron. Hey, thank you guys for inviting me on. I appreciate it. 
Hey, Ronnie. How are you? How are you? Uh, I'm hey, Stephen Platinum. We've never we've never formally met. Certainly, I, I just figured like let's let's just take care of the elephant of the room. Um, just tell us what happened with Jack Swagger. What was that all about? I, I just want you to just speak without me and Larry getting in your way, so you can just clear everything up once and for all. Well, you know, everything was uh, dialed in, good to go. He arrived to Atlanta. Um, so everything was set, and you would expect some of the name talent to be there a little bit later than some of the other talent, especially um, the ones that drive in. So I spoke with him, and everything was good early in the day, and then he calls me and says, I'm at the building. And I'm like, what building? Nick Patrick is outside waiting, trying to find you. And then he says, well, I'm in Dahlonega, Georgia. (laughs) I thought – Okay, you used to live near here when you were in Deep South, and you know you've tweeted out and everything's been on the poster. So it was just a a mishap. I don't know. He apologized. I said, listen, he kept apologizing. He said, it's going to be really late when I get there, and that scared me. I thought, well, does that mean he don't want to come? I said, listen, I don't care how long it takes you. Um, I'll put the show – I'll just, you know, put it off a little bit and – We'll make it work because it's very important. These people come to see you. And he was very apologetic, and I would tell him, listen, that's fine. I I forgave you the first time you said it. I don't need to hear that anymore. Let's just make it happen. He got there. Everything was good. Worked a fantastic match. Um, Larry was there. He can tell you a little bit about that with Wes Briscoe. Um, when I came back after the match, I said, listen, um, I know he's – probably just have a little downtime after the match. I said, I need you to go back out and sign with the folks that are waiting on you because they missed that part when you were late for three hours. Right. And uh, he says, I told everyone I'm not going back out. I said, well, and then I almost turned into the shooter and I said, "Uh, I'm everybody. So (laughs) I need you to go back out because that's what everyone does here is they, it's about the fans. So we, whether it's Chase or Wes, and they're Chase and West Briscoe are sitting there, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. You just go back and sign. And he's like, well, if you want me to go take their money, I'm going to go take some more of their money. I said, I don't care. Sell your stuff. We don't keep your gimmicks. I, I don't care. So it was a little bit of miscommunication somehow. And he did it, and he left the building. And I was there till 4 in the morning. Phone dies. I get a lot of voicemail messages um, unbeknownst to me. And, I, of course, I went to sleep because it was so late, and I missed his calls. And he's calling through the night asking about his information on his return flight or reimbursement on his rental car. But he left the building after he was paid his money and didn't say anything. And the last person I was going to call was him because we had a building to clean up till 4 in the morning. So we kind of missed each other. It was really a bad lack of communication for me and him. And uh, once we finally talked, we ironed it out. I just have no idea why, how it got that turned around for him to be that late or for him to leave the building without just, okay, I got, I got X, Y, Z. I need to also get this. And I and, guess and to clarify, just, like, so right, just to put it in perspective of people that may not have known. So he sort of tweeted out like, oh, Ronnie Goss is a shady promoter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then later on, he he basically he for lack of a better term, he kind of took it back, and so he took it back like, and, and see and see what 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 caused a lot of the folks with our organization to be a little up in arms was, you went that 
you didn't take the high road and maturity and give any time frame to go by. You just assumed you weren't going to get it, but you had some responsibility by not talking about or talking to the promoter before you left. Or, I mean, it was really uh, it was a back communication yeah. deal. So I, I was, and so when we talked again and everything was fine, um, and he said he was sorry, and I said, well, I'm sorry, I I didn't know because you didn't come to me, but I'm sorry my phone wasn't on, you know. But when we started thinking about going forward, it just seemed. Well, it rubbed some people. I, I, I probably can take it better than a lot of people from being in the business. So I, I understand the personalities and and the boys, you know. So, But a lot of folks were like, man, he really jumped the gun on that deal, and he made it right, and I'm glad, and I am too. But I just thought um, maybe we'll revisit that in a couple of shows. But I had some other guys that were wanting to come in and work, and they were really easy to deal with, just like Swagger was too. Um except for that little debacle. So I decided to go with Carlito instead. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie, if I could, because I I know Larry and I will have questions about, you know, the shows that are coming up and the big show at Cobb, but I'll just say it. I'll just be upfront about it. So your reputation, like in the last few years would always be like, you know, it's, you're going to do a show. It's a big show. Usually they were a massive success, then there'd be a follow-up show, and then it seemed like the wheels would fall off, and then all these crazy stories would come out about, you know, just either money stuff or just stuff not happening that was promised or these sort of big promises, and it's going to be television, it's going to be this, that, and the other, and it doesn't happen, sort of like typical, like kind of like wrestling promoter stuff. Now, is that stuff not fair that it's attached to you? Or is it the case where, you know what, I did screw up along the way, I did make mistakes, and now this time I'm, I'm, I want it to go great, which means the swagger thing was just really, like, <laughs> just a pain in the ass because it's like, okay, I've, I've, now I've got my shit together, and I'm really trying to go full force, and this well, you, you unfortunate gotta, you thing happened. you sound like you're speaking from my brain on that deal because I was really, you know – yeah, I, I want I want to I try to change my life, you know, and it's, I'm a work in progress. I hadn't changed it. Okay, I'm I'm better yeah. than I used to be, and and I don't want to get into um, talking bad about people or or I like to address the issue and let's see if we can resolve it. And if we at the end of the day we just don't like each other, that's fine. But um, it really did bother me after all I put forth and and for that to come out. I can't tell you how how upset I was, but I, I didn't, um, I wasn't ugly with Jack and, um, and I think that helped the situation, you know, because I think he may have said a lot of things on my voicemail that, you know, he might would have been uncomfortable talking to me, but I think we worked it out and it was a big misunderstanding. So, um, as far as my other shows, I think a lot of folks, uh, assume stuff and it's like outside looking in, and then they, they go off of a, a track record of a cancellation or something like that, and they think, oh, well, here we go again, not really ever knowing too much about the logistics or how I run a shows. I think Larry's probably asked me more about it, as well as Stephen Goforth, who writes some stuff in columns. I think they've asked me more in depth, and other every people just jump to conclusion. But I think now I've just tried to align myself with more professional people, um, what I mean is people with that are that are veterans in our business, 
um, business type management, sponsors, things like that to try to make it stay between the lines because it is a big okay. thing I run. I try not to do the smaller stuff, but um, I'm, right. a, I'm a risk taker, as you can tell. Absolutely. It, if I could say, Ron, too, I mean, I did some, you know, when that came out about Swagger, I did some checking with some other people at the show, and I can say without question, there were nobody else had any issues. Everybody else was fine with the way things went down with their pay and so forth, and nobody else I talked to had any uh, problems whatsoever that night. So, I mean, that's all all to the good. I did want to ask you one thing, more thing about Griffin before we talk about Marietta, and that's that you had shared with me that, you know, you had like percent walk-up that night uh, for a crowd of 600, which I just found amazing, that you had that kind of a walk-up sale for a show um, in 2018. What, what, to what do you attribute getting that kind of a, a big walk-up on a, on a show? Well, you know, I had a formula for success early on, and we had some big drawing shows back in 03, 04, and 05. And, I, and then, you know, things happen. You think, well, maybe if I don't have to spend this much money on this or I don't have to get the newspaper involved or I don't have – let me tell you, I don't know the perfect uh, ingredients for the success. I just know that if I leave one of them out, I stand to lose. So we had a, about 100 pre-sale. Everyone else was walk-up. That's a, as you know, Stephen, that's a promoter's nightmare. You can never know unless you have a sponsored bought show. Oh, whenever you're happen. having to watch the door and pray that people come in, that I mean, that's, that keeps you up at night. That's the nightmare. Absolutely. And even if you – let's just say you have great sponsors like I have, you don't want – you don't want a hundred people there with all these stars. You have to go and promote it because otherwise, why are you, why are you doing it? So I think Griffin was a great town. They loved the old school. I went back to a building they remembered from Georgia championship wrestling. Um, I had a lot of help from the newspaper. I think making a community driven show where I give back to charity and get those people involved and tone down any sexual overtones or a lot of vulgar language really opened the door for me to, you know, bring in a lot of folks, whether there were nine or 90. So I just think that was it. Give them a little legend stuff, give them some up and coming guys. And, uh, but it the key is letting everyone know. It's almost like, I know wrestling's coming. I'm going. Or the other person's like, I know wrestling's coming. I don't want to hear another thing about it. So um, I'm just trying to saturate it so they know we're coming and make it something special, not um, just wrestling. This show that's coming up, Ronnie, uh, I got to be honest with you. It scares the hell out of me. And (laughs) I don't have any money in the show. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Like, so tell us about the venue. Tell us about the show, and do you predict an equal amount of success as your last show, or even more? I, I tell you, I think the sky's the limit. The one thing I can tell you about Cobb County, it is such a massive area right on the doorsteps of a metropolitan city. It's really hard to saturate it like we do in the other cities, the smaller cities. So, yeah, that scares me, too. There's no way to put a compass on it. I mean... Um, because walk-up, I don't know. You, we don't ever know. But but um, the show is fantastic. If you want to see wrestling and you love wrestling and matchups and such as that, and you want to see some people you've seen on TV and some up-and-coming guys, this one's going to be an awesome show. So I think 
we've uh with the, with the radio and newspaper and uh social media which I was never a, a big person to do social media and promote that way but I've got into buying Facebook product and um it seems to be the way of the with the way of promoting nowadays I I w- I'm still waiting to see if it pays off um of course we do our normal postering and such as that but like I said Cobb County is such a big huge area and then you don't want to just go off of that county because folks come from Douglasville or Woodstock or Lawrenceville. So it's a, it's a hard area to cover, I must say, Stephen. You know because you ran Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. It's a beast. I, 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 it's, a, it's a beast. Uh, and, again, you know, it's like advertising 101 is people have to hear about your show three times in three different ways. And it seems like you have those bases covered. Um I mean, tell us about the tell us about the stars that are going to be on. Because I mean, n- nothing says a Ronnie Gossett show than, oh my God, look at the names that he's got for the show. So who are the names for this one? <laughs> okay, so of course we have Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um, fantastic in our business and a real good guy, and, and he I think he appeals to a lot of folks from that era, plus a lot of the boys and up-and-coming talent from being an agent to now training and such as that. Then we have Carlito, second generation, great hand. Buff Bagwell from WCW days, as we use him some here and there. Uh, Johnny Swinger, universal champion. He's a great utility guy. He's all around been good with me every show. Something for the kids, I thought, even better was the Hurricane, so we added him in there. Um a late addition, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, got freed up. I had wanted to use him early on because I use him a lot in the other shows, but he was booked. He came available, and we worked a, an awesome deal to have him there because it's so close to his house. Um, something else that appealed to a lot of folks, and I never had the luxury to use him, was Teddy Long. And uh, as a guest general manager, it makes that look very interesting. And then, of course, we got C.W. Anderson and Chase Stevens, uh, Jesse Bell, Tracy Smothers' daughter. Micah and, and Tracy Taylor, who I use a lot, Lodi, John Schuyler. Um, I, I think when you look at the matchups on top of uh, those stars to have them and Wes Briscoe, I, if you like wrestling, I think you should come to the show. Yeah. They're not going to let Larry, you Larry, please. Larry, well, please. Um, just a match that you had mentioned to me, um, Ron, that really appealed to me was Hurricane versus John Schuyler. That's, yep. that's, I think, a very interesting matchup. Fantastic matchup, showcases. They can showcase all their skills in that, and I think they'll match up very well. Um, fun fact, Hurricane um, vertebrated me through a table in Denver, Colorado, <laughs> in <like> 2001. <laughs> I um, didn't know you wrestled, just, Steven. Uh, Absolutely. Oh yeah, I was the lethal litigator. So I was this. Uh, I was a wrestling oh. lawyer. It was my shtick. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You're a so that, that that was a yes. That was that was a rough show. Um, I just the guy he was wrestling wouldn't take the vertebraker. He didn't feel comfortable. And my my thing was the big stunt. It was you know the late nineties, early two thousands. So. It's like, oh yeah, just give me the table, and I was, I was just supposed to be in it. It was like, oh, finally, I'm just a commentator. I don't have to get involved. And then it's like, oh crap, someone's got to take the vertebraker, and eh, if we're gonna do it, might as well do it through a table, my dumbass. So, 
At least you survived it. And, he, and at least it wasn't with a careless guy, right? Right, right. And she, though he was mad, not at me, but during the course of his match, the guy had, like, basically potatoed him and, like, split his lip open. And so he was he was oh, all kinds no. of mad. And I was just like, oh, jeez. You know. <laughs> well, I know, I know Larry thinks that the Skyler Hurricane match would have been great, and we all know the elephant in the room was, are you going to book Buff against the Hurricane? And I was like, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, may sell more tickets, but no, I wasn't going to go that route. You know what I mean? So, yeah. from their experience, that would have been an interesting matchup for sure. So, uh, b- before we let you go, Ron, where anything you could share with us about where uh, else UCW might be popping up? I know you've got a return date in Griffin in June. Um, anything else you could um, disclose about where we might see UCW? Um, we're going to uh, Classic Center, which is in Athens, Georgia, in August. And it's going to be after the students come back to school, but before UGA kicks off. In the fall, you got to be really careful as far as football on Friday and Saturday um, for running shows, I feel like. And um, um, then, of course, uh, I've thought about going back to Anderson, South Carolina, or Chattanooga, or, or a couple of the places right on the border of Alabama, and, and, and some of the other places where Georgia Championship Wrestling seemed to do okay. There's a lot of great venues out there. Um, it's just that you got to see if the economics can work on that show. And if, if I can promote it, if it's too far away and I have someone helping me, I don't feel like they'll do as much a good a job or care as much as I will. So I really need to be yeah. able to be there. I, I think Steven probably will attest to that too. Um, I, I definitely need a team of folks to help it grow, especially trying to do something and keep it on fight TV. But um, if you get stretched out too much and can't be there, Nothing gets done, ever. Yeah. Well, if you one last time, Ronnie, if you want to tell us, uh, you know, when, where, how to get tickets. Tickets are available uh, at the box office that day of the show. Uh, you can also get them in advance on ucwtv.com. Um, also, uh, that's going to link you to an Eventbrite site. And that's just a, a place you can buy tickets online. And that's where you can buy them in advance for this show. It's Memorial Mayhem this Saturday, the 26th. And we're doing some tribute to the troops and veterans. And uh, um, the tickets started only 15 bucks, and kids under six are free. Cool. Well, there'll thank you for some, being uh, on, Ronnie. Be oh, there'll, be there'll be some extra surprises there. and um, But I appreciate you guys asking me the questions and letting me get some things straightened out. And, and uh, I, I really could use you guys, you know, best wishes too, because it, it takes a lot, you know? Yes. <laughs> you got well, it. We'd love to have, yeah. So you, we'd love to have you on again sometime to gossip and we appreciate your time and best of luck in the future. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank y'all for having me. Sure. Well, Larry, um, you know, before uh, Shane Knowles comes on to talk about everything going on at Peach State, uh, what's your what's your overall impression? Now, Larry, you you know you've you've heard about Ronnie Gossett, you've seen shows, you've talked to him on more than one occasion. Uh, I, I mean, 
there were some like terrible things said about Ronnie Gossett at one point. Do you think that yes. they were inaccurate, or do you think it's the kind of thing where, you know, he's figured it out and he just wants to put it all past him? Like, what's your just your impression? Of course, none of well, this is I, legally binding. It's just you know, I just want, I'm curious about your impression. I think this so. is a guy who really. Um, you know, definitely had some issues, and there were definitely some issues with some of his earlier shows. And he really is trying to redeem himself and, uh, you know, r- run a clean operation. Um, that's that's my impression. And as I said, from the other folks I talked to who were on that show in Griffin, that's the impression I got from them. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how things are going forward. But that's certainly the way everything looked in Griffin. Um, I, I'll say this. Uh, one thing that used to annoy the piss out of me about Ronnie Gossett was it was just typical wrestler hyperbole, like all these big promises of television and we're going to bring back WCW and all this kind of stuff, right? At least this time out of the box, it's here's where we're going to do a show. Here's the people we're bringing in. You know, so far, everything looks good. I, I, I'll i say this. I completely believe him about the Jack Swagger stuff. To me, it just seems like Swagger went to the wrong spot, which is his fault, was pissed about it, and then just held on to that chip for all time. You know, it was just like, I'm pissed about this, so I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do that. And, I mean, even the length, if I'm if I'm correct, the length of that match wasn't very long, was it? I mean, clearly a sign of Jack Swagger's like, I'm just going to go out and boom, 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 they, and then I'm done, you know? They worked a good match. They worked a hard pace. They worked a good match. But yeah, Briscoe was great. 10-12, yeah, 10-12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I think he's really trying to. Now, the one thing about the, they are taping this in the hopes of getting it on Fight TV. I don't think right. they got much usable footage out of Griffin myself. Well, uh, I hope they. I meant to ask them about that too. What they want to do differently as far as getting stuff for TV when they go to to Cobb, because um, they had a great crowd in Griffin for TV, but the matches themselves I didn't think were very TV. Uh, gotcha. Friendly, some of the ones they did. So uh, we will. We shall see. Uh, Are you going to go to the now, show in Cobb? No, I'm going to be I just in Chattanooga. I'm going to be in Chattanooga for the weekend. It will not be a wrestling weekend unless I somehow make it to TWE when I'm up there. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, but that's the only wrestling possibility for me this this weekend. Gotcha. Um, but we do have the promoter, formerly a really nice guy at Peach State Wrestling, now the evil member of the Alliance. Will the real Shane Knowles please stand up on the tipping point? Good evening, gentlemen. Anything negative you've heard about me is accurate as hell. I will say that on the back right now. Let me say this, Shane Knowles. Um, I owe you an apology, and you don't, you don't even know why. When, hmm. you, when you declared that you were going to wrestle, um, that sighed heavily. Um, and thought, okay, he'll be pretty good. Like Shane knows, uh, I've, you've always been a guy who puts 100% in everything and is on the up and up. So I'm like, I, I knew you would give it the college try. I knew that you would get in a shape, and you did all that. And then you started doing things like diving off the top of things. And I went, that's impressive, right? That's great. I got to say, this thing and the beret, the beret, uh, I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm in fucking love with it. 
I'm I'm mad that I didn't do it. Um, I, I just like you know, the first thing I thought when I saw you in that fucking beret and then read the show reports is, my God, why am I not there with my blonde like Cindy Brady pigtails, um, and him with a beret? I was fucking jealous. It's great. That's my assessment, having never seen it live. It's fucking great, and there's very little that gets me excited about wrestling. Um, but that, it's great, period. So well, there, that's my starting for the point. I don't even have a damn question. It's just, it's, I'm saying it's great. Well, and I'll tell you how the beret came about with the switch to heel. Yeah. Uh, a guy who is follically challenged like I am, I can't make a hair change. So I'm like, well, we better add uh, a piece something a hat and I was like what's something no one does and I was like what was something that would just be schmarmy as hell especially being in the alliance with Romeo uh straight shoot that is a beret that came from an airport in uh France when he made one of his trips back home so it's legit (laughs) nice (laughs) Larry please your question give us give us a, a quick scoop on what took place at Survivor Games and then, like, what do we got? What do you got going on? What's going to be happening at this big anniversary show? Fill us in. Oh man! Well, uh, first, Survivor Games. Uh, as Larry knows, we were shafted on a venue once again. I guess it had been almost a year, so it was time for that to happen in April. Uh, yeah. Having to move to Villa Rica, the momentum had been good. Uh, attendance for each event from January sixth all the way through April seventh had increased. Uh, and then having to move, I think, nine days out uh, from the scheduled event, we were barely oh. at like 110. Uh, <laughs> suffice to say, uh, Survivor Games did get back up to 231 this past Saturday uh, at the fairgrounds. So that's good. Uh, I, I will always wonder what might have been, though, if uh, April 21st had been in Carrollton, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I can't. That, that'll be for after the fact, but I'll just tell you that now, foreshadowing. Um well, we've got a month. Uh, Survivor Games, the alliance was not successful. Um, let's see, I'll give you some highlights here. Logan Creed started for the Exotic Heathens, which I think blew some people's mind because the Giant is always the anchor, the last man in in a War Games or Survivor yeah. Games situation. You know, he started first with Romeo and running rough shot. Uh, as he eliminated CB Suave, music hits, and here comes Cyrus the Destroyer. Uh, and, of course, mm-hmm. he is not part of the alliance. We're up on the exotic ones, selling it with the what-the-hell. Uh, Logan season steps out of the cage. They have the big stare down. He goes to throw the punch. And something I'll say, shades of Zeus and Hulk Hogan, I can't believe anybody would want to harken back to you something from that feud, but <laughs> Logan goes to throw yeah. a punch. Cyrus just blocks it, grabs the hand, and Logan, for the first time, sails with facial expressions of shock. Cyrus lays him out with a black hole slam, Choke slam, drags his dead carcass into the cage, hits the black hole slam again before walking out, and we, you know, capitalize on it and run back in there and do a triple pin, uh, celebrating like cheerleaders. Uh, you know, so that's a match that will be coming up. Uh, people were livid that Logan was eliminated so early after looking so strong. Um, the final four, myself and Romeo against Simon Sermon and Rick Michaels. Rick is a bloody mess. Uh, if you had the over-under on that happening, you... <laughs> Took some good money on that. Um, um, I bring a chair in and give the pile driver to Simon Sermon. He is done. Uh, Rick can barely stand at this point. Um, 
I tell Romeo, you know, let me have him. I've got the chair. He said, Shane, we're old friends. I got this. I step out of the cage, allow him to do his deal. Oh, Rick summons up a little bit of courage here, does the spot he did with AJ Styles on the, uh, the match everyone's seen on YouTube where he does the face buster into a super kick. And I'm like, well, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Stalking the prey because that took everything out of him. I've got the chair. Finally, he gets up to his feet, run with a big swing. He misses, kicks the chair into the midsection and gives me the double shot on the chair. Oh. Almost like, you know, with the double oh. shot. Yeah, the, guillo- the guillotine on the top of the chair, then the net breaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so earlier in the night, I had cut the promo trying to get him to come out saying, you know, you put me through a burning table. You've cost me my shot at the Dream Maker to headline this 10-year anniversary. I want to match with you. He didn't come, so I started going for broke. I said, well, you know, a lot of you may not know this, but let's break the fourth wall. Rick Michaels is a tailor to the stars. If you see Mandy Rose, if you see Mojo Raleigh, if you see Zack Ryder, the club, Natty Nineheart, he is providing all the tights, trunks, robes for them. I said, if you can make Bobby Roode glorious and you can make AJ Styles phenomenal, why can't you make your part-time ass come out here and face me? And he still didn't. And I said, well, you know, I'll even put icing on the cake. Whichever team wins Survivor Games can pick, you know, whatever match between you and I at the 10-year. I started naming off Coal Miner's Glove, Lumberjack, whatnot. He still didn't come out. And I said, well, you remind me a little bit of Barnum and Bailey Circus. You know, they entertained people for decades, but they eventually were put out of their misery. Not because they didn't still entertain people or couldn't conjure up some of that old-time magic, but because people moved on to younger, flashier, shinier things. And... So at the end of the night, when he finishes me, he's laying over me and says, you know, two hours ago, you were running your mouth. You want a match? He said, I want this same ring around this same cage one month from now. Barbed wire at the top. You want to bring weapons? Because I had incorporated the cowbell in there on a rope. He said, let's load the bitch up with weapons. Better yet, fans bring the weapons. Thunderdome of terror. So that is just mm. one match on the tenure. Uh, Whew. Which I do have the scoop. I can give you guys the complete card before it's completely announced on social media. So nice. That's what I try to do. Um, wow. If you want, I'll just run, I'll just run through, if, or unless you have Please. something else. About Please that. do. Uh, well, um, we have Kevin Blue versus Sal Renaro for the PWA Heritage title. I think anyone who saw the finish of last year's Survivor Games knows this has probably been in the making, but we've been careful not to shove it down people's throats or have Blue and Sal uh, in the same location, you know, any consecutive number of shows. Um, myself and Rick Michaels in the Thunderdome of Terror, which, full disclosure, uh, I just thought it was going to be a cage match with weapons. And, you know, Rick gets giddy and excited. He adds barbed wire at the top. So that was great. Really fucking great. Um <laughs> You will also have, uh, for the No Limits title, A.C. Mack is putting the No Limits title on the line against Ace Haven, who is putting the managerial services of Amy Haven on the line. Uh, mm. Commissioner Tristan Michael said, look, you've lost, you've lost a match to every member of the alliance. Shane Knowles, Phoebe Suave, Romeo, why should A.C. put his title on the line and Amy put herself on the line in this match as something of equal mm. value? We will have a uh, – the tag team titles have been vacant for a couple of months. We have a four-tag team scramble with the besties, Michael Stevens and Zach Edwards, versus the Hate Club, Stunt Marshall and Cameron Action, versus the Alliance, Romeo and CB Suave, versus the Exotic Ones, Simon Sermon, Tommy Too Much. 
Um, let's see. We also have, this will be Kyle Matthews, final match in Carrollton. Uh, I know that's a place means a lot to mm. trainer Ted Allen. Uh, yeah. He wanted one more match in Carrollton. And this is a guy, Adam Priest, he'll be facing that I personally am a big fan of. Priest is a guy who lives in North Alabama. To me, he's starting to get it. Uh, he's got a lot of good technical skills, has a really good uh, physique on him, and I think he and Kyle Matthews will be a really good way for Kyle to go out uh, his final match in Carrollton. Nice. Yeah. Amen to hey, that. I heard you guys. I heard you guys speaking uh, earlier about Gunnar Miller. He will be debuting at Peach State. Oh, my God. Peach State 10. Yes, as he takes on Tyson Dean in single. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Big, um, big, big stuff. I'm just speeding through, and then we can recap whatnot. Uh, you also will have Cyrus the Destroyer versus Logan Creed, uh, Battle <laughs> of the Giants. We will also have the ladies' t- women's title, excuse me, on the line, Danielle Jante defending against Brooklyn Creed. And then there will be mm. the hashtag throwback battle royal. Uh, guys in this match that were instrumental uh, throughout Peach State's history, I'd say anywhere from 2008 through 2013, that you oh know, my no God. longer on the card. Yeah, you're going to see him. Mike Jackson. I know. <laughs> the dragon. Just saying, like, I know you might be holding it back as a. Are you uh, Chick oh Donovan? Yes, that's right. The Golden Boy, Chick Donovan, Nigel Sherrod, uh, Marco Polo, Matt Sales. Anywhere you Google. Uh, yeah, if you look back, and I was going to say this about 10 years, when we first started, the social media was MySpace. So that's where you would find a lot of these guys on T-shirt <laughs> cards from back in the day. Um, and I will say this. There are eight or nine, according to my calculations, matches. We will start at 7.30, unlike WWE, and that's not taking a shot at them, but as a diehard wrestling fan, I have a hard time investing seven hours. We will get the whole kit and caboodle done in three hours tops. Woo! Man, it sounds awesome. Shane, remind us when that is and how to get tickets, please. Sure. That is Saturday, June the 16th. Uh, 2018. Now we will have our inaugural Hall of Fame ceremony earlier that day at 4 o'clock Eastern at the Villa Rica Civic Center, uh, which is probably about seven miles down the road from the fairgrounds. That'll be from 4 o'clock, tentatively scheduled to about 5:30. And then Peach State 10, the actual wrestling portion event, starts at 7:30 with doors opening at 6:30 at the VFW Fairgrounds in Carrollton, all the same day. Uh, tickets for the Hall of Fame are $10. Tickets for Peach State 10 are 20, or you can get the combo pass for 25. Those are available at PeachStateWrestlingAlliance.com. You can email us uh, at PWAFanBase at Yahoo.com. There are two numbers to call, 770 328 2251, 770 328 1162. Nice. Man, oh man. Well, Shane, um, I'll say it again. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I'll just throw that out. Uh, Thank you for coming on, and it sounds very exciting about Peach State. Uh, I hope you guys draw a big, huge house, and uh, I hope everything just goes great, and I hope you beat the living hell out of Rick Michaels. I know there's a part of you that, I, I mean, since Rick's come on board, Peach State's done incredibly well, but there's got to be a part of you that can't wait to just smash his face in, because she knows, I mean, she knows you've been through a lot. Uh, I remember when you're 
fucking house burned down and you you kept mm-hmm. doing the shows and the transition from Mike Jackson to Rick Michaels regime and you're the you're the steady oar um that has survived it all so uh you know you deserve all the credit in the world and I I can't wait to hear what you do to poor poor Rick Michaels <laughs> oh my god over well, under I, on how many milliliters of blood are going to flow I don't even want to I don't even want to fetch a guess on the over under on that Uh, I will say this. I I never thought we'd make it two years, let alone 10. Uh, That has been a testament to the hard work of some people. I mean, I never thought personally I'd stay 10 years in this crazy fucked up business, to be honest. But (laughs) it's something that you love. You know, you have to. And uh, as far as the match with Rick and myself, uh, we both are of the mindset. People have seen cage matches in wrestling. They've seen cage matches at Peach State. It's time to steal the show. And if any of the boys are listening, I'm not saying that uh, to like say, oh, the promoter and the booker are, you know, going to make sure they have the best match. But no, we know what we can do, and we know we're going to have the bells and whistles added in there. So as far as for the fans, I think you're going to see a different type of cage match come June 16th. Yeah, man. I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for coming on, Shane, and everybody get out there and see that. Oh, my God. It's going to be something else. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, Mr. Woo. Platinum, before we get out of here, I want to yes, mention sir. before we we will probably not reconvene until Tuesday, June 5, 2 weeks from tonight if you're available. Yeah. And before we do that, will be the big Southern Fried Championship Wrestling weekend, June 1st on Friday night, Bells at Bells of the Brawl with Leva Bates versus Priscilla Kelly on the card. And then mm-hmm. the anniversary show, Shindig, the next night, uh, now added to that main event, which was Gunner Miller and Logan Creed, it will now be Gunner Miller versus Logan Creed versus Michael Judas. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty big weekend there, pretty big weekend in Southern Fried. So um, I hope you have a wonderful Memorial Day uh, weekend holiday. I think I will. And um, yeah. well, you have, you you always have to end the show, not me. Well, uh, Larry, I will uh, I'll definitely have uh, something to report about the Friday FIP show with Shane Marks there. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Um, and everybody, special thanks to uh, Ronnie Gossett and Shane Knowles, our guests for tonight. And we're going to see you in two weeks here on the Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.